This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Feeling good isn't something we're taught, but it is something we can learn. The truth is, it's your birthright to feel good. And feeling good is not only the point of everything you desire and dream of, but it's also the path to get you there. And I'm going to show you how. This is The Feel Good Life, an unconventional guide to living the life of your dreams, with your host, Jennifer Blanchard. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Feel Good Life. I'm Jennifer Blanchard, and I'm really excited about this week's episode. So we are talking about a topic that is super, super important to me um, because it's something that has made a huge difference in my life and in being able to show up the way that I do in my business and with my writing and all the stuff that I do. Um, And that is really creating inside yourself the confidence, the feel good, the you know, everything you kind of need to go out there and be your best self and to be your best version. So I'm really excited to bring back this week's guest. She was here uh, a few weeks ago and we had some technical difficulties and didn't get to talk about everything we wanted to talk about. So I invited her back to talk about this really important topic. So this week I have with me Elisa Devine. She is an author co-owner of Personal Power Press, a publishing company where she provides a platform for women to tell their stories, become a leader, and create impact. In addition, Elisa founded the More Than Beautiful Project. Through this program, she mentors women and teens to build confidence, develop a positive mindset, and choose healthy relationships. She is on a mission to help women and teens become the best versions of themselves, transitioning from where they are to where they want to be. So welcome, Elisa, or welcome back, rather. Jennifer, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you again today. Yeah, me too. Um, So you had some pretty big news happening the last couple of days. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that before we kind of dive into our topic for today? Because this is pretty awesome. And actually, last time you were here, we talked about writing books and having your writing process. So, you know, this is actually really exciting news. Yeah, thanks for asking me. So, um, I published two books in 2019, um, Hashtag She Wins and Killing Kate. And I decided to enter um, them in a couple different award, award companies, book award companies. And so I heard back um, from one of them over the weekend, and She Wins um, was a finalist in two different categories. So it was a finalist in the category of women's issues and then also anthologies. So I'm super excited about that. I'm honored that that book will get recognition and, um, more people will know about it. We'll get some publicity. Um, and, and then also, um, it's just, you know, because of the the times that have changed right now and w- with the health concerns going on, you know, there was going to be an in-person award ceremony and so on, but um, that has changed to, to be online instead. Um, however, I'm just thrilled that, you know, that they also 
thought that this was an important message to be shared. And that's really, you know, where my heart is at, that other women's stories will get told and will go on to inspire more people to speak up and, you know, to get help and to encourage each other, support each other. Yeah, well, that's absolutely amazing. Congratulations on that. It is just, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. I mean, I really think, to me, when I when I saw your Facebook post about that, I actually got really emotional. Not just because I'm, you know, a writer too, mm-hmm. and I know how big that is, but the message and and just the stories and all of that. To me, it just is such an important thing to put out there and for people to you know know about it and to share their experiences. So, um, the fact that you're doing that on such a, a bigger platform now and and more people getting to see it is just it's amazing. So. Awesome. Thank you. You know, I just want to touch on that for a minute because um, it just reminded me what you said just reminded me of something really important because I didn't have, you know, I didn't have, um, I didn't write a book before she wins. I didn't, you know, and a a lot of women contributed stories and some of them wrote their own and and some I helped them with, but I put everything together and, um, and, you know, I was, the inspiration behind, um, everything going into it. However, you know, that was the first thing that I did. And I was kind of, you know, I think this can segue into the rest of our conversation too, but, you know, it's just kind of confirmation that other people can, you know, when you have something that you've overcome, when you've had something that you want to share with other people that, you know, what if I, I wouldn't have done that? What if I wouldn't have had the confidence to do that book? you know, then what would have happened, you know, other people wouldn't have been able to share their stories in the same way or get the inspiration from it. So, um, you know, that's just confirmation that, you know, that she wins was a finalist in that book award. It's confirmation for other people, too, that they can do something, you know, that they've never done before, or that is kind of, you know, like questioning their, their confidence and, um, and everything that goes along with it. Um, this just, you know, kind of spreads that message that yes, you can do it too. You know, you can put out something that you believe in and you think is important and, um, you know, something awesome can come from it. Yeah, that's, that is so true. And I think that's a really good point about what I call the confidence to rise, which is basically, you know, knowing that you have a message to share or that you have something really powerful that needs to be out there and then doing what it takes to create the confidence in yourself that you actually go and do the thing, whatever it is, whether it's writing the book or, you know, putting a program out there or doing something else, you know, that you really feel called to do. It's it's having that confidence and knowing that, like, that's the foundation that's going to carry you through all of the other stuff. Yes, the confidence to rise. I love that. All right. So since we segued into confidence, I guess then the first question that I would ask is, what is, you know, we're really first, what is confidence? I think for some people, maybe they're not even completely sure how to kind of see that in themselves. So how would you define it for yourself or just like for anyone that you would be working with? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, just kind of having like an inner peace and inner knowing that what you're doing is worthwhile, that um, the things that you do in your life, whether it's work or your family or, you know, community involvement, that um, that you feel good about it and that you feel like you have something to contribute um, to the world, to your community, to your family. So it's just, you know, having that kind of knowing that, um, that there's something more, that there is, you know, something that you are meant to be doing. I love that. Yeah. So good. All right. So how do we begin creating this confidence in ourselves if maybe we haven't had it, or maybe it's been a long time since we've accessed it? Cause I think that happens too. Like sometimes as children, we're really confident and we sort of lose that over the course of our adult lives because of things that happen or things that go on. So, how do we begin getting back in touch with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I noticed too that a lot of times, um, and I've noticed this with my daughters, but a lot of times, you know, confidence will start to waver in elementary school. And it's because, you know, like, I mean, you think of like a, a kid, kindergartner um, kid, you know, that just kind of, they do their own thing. They don't really care what other people think or, you know, or, um, 
they, they are normally very confident, you know, and then it's like when kids start to get a little bit older and they begin to see themselves, you know, as a whole and they begin to compare and they begin to start to know that there's, um, you know, expectations in society and expectations in school from their classmates, you know, then they begin to kind of question themselves. And so I, I, you know, it does start very early. And, you know, a a lot of this can trace back, you know, things that, um, that have happened in our lives, or, you know, times that we felt um, upset about things, because, you know, of that, that time that goes back, you know, to when we were young. So I think looking at the the instances at the beliefs that block our confidence um, is really where we want to begin because we want to see like what's preventing us from being confident, from feeling confident. So when we can look at those different things, then we, we can begin to kind of shift um, our understanding of you know, the, the different things that we've experienced through life or the things that have stopped us, you know, such as comparing ourselves with other people or with other, um, you know, the things that we do, like whether it's our work or our family or our vacations or, you know, our lack of vacations. A lot of times people compare themselves to other others that way. And especially, you know, with this day and age of being online and everything being very visual, that is easy to do. So that is definitely something that, um, that blocks confidence. And then also, you know, blaming others or, or kind of being like stuck in that mode while, you know, he's preventing me from doing this, or I can't do this for this reason. You know, it's, it's when we, are able to see that, you know, and take responsibility for more things um, and, and, you know, using our power that way instead of giving our, our power away to other people or feeling disempowered, you know, by, by blaming others for not having what we want or not being able to do what we want. Um, those are two um, really big things that, that keep us from feeling confident. Yeah, I actually am looking at some of the questions that are coming in. Um, so someone is asking, when does the compare, comparing start and how can we prevent it from happening? Well, um, the comparing starts very early. Like I said, that that is something that I see a lot That's that happens in elementary age. You know, for example, it could be between siblings. It could be, you know, um, one sister comparing herself to her older sister because she's not able to have the same experiences. She doesn't have the same set of, um, she doesn't have the same set of responsibilities. So she also doesn't have the same set of opportunities, you know? So it could be like, you know, maybe it would be having a phone or having her own bedroom or something like that. So, so maybe one sister would be upset and be, you know, constantly comparing herself to her other sister. Okay. So in that kind of scenario, the first um, way to to erase, you know, or, or correct that block of confidence, to correct the comparison block of confidence, is to be aware of it. So when we're aware of it, then we can begin to make that shift and make, you know, the little moves. I I'm a big proponent of of doing the little moves, the little shifts that can help us get from where we are to where we want to be. So awareness is the first piece that is the key then to be able to overcome that, to overcome the comparison factor. So in the situation of the two siblings, um, what we want to do then is to um, help, you know, the, the younger child focus on what her strengths are. So, you know, if she's caught up in, well, my sister's doing this, my sister's doing that, where is her focus? Her focus is on her sister, but is that, you know, is that a healthy way for us to be, to be focusing on someone else? So you can take this same scenario and do it, you know, as adults too. If, you know, we have a coworker and she's going on all of these vacations and posting pictures on Instagram and Facebook, you know, that might be easy to compare. 
you know, um, that that's not something we're able to do. And, and that can lead, you know, comparison leads to so many different things like jealousy and so on. Um, so what we want to do is to focus on our strengths. So, you know, the siblings, we want to help the younger sibling focus on what are her strengths? What are the things that she can do right now? Because chances are her older sister may not have, you know, the, the same opportunities as she does. Maybe she gets to do, you know, other things too, or she has different qualities that are special that she can take those things and focus on them and then run with them. So we really can only, you know, control us. We can only control ourselves. So we want to help them to get back to where their power is. And that is with, um, you know, focusing on what they can do, what they can control. And so the same thing then with, you know, the, the two coworkers, you know, she may not be going on vacations like, um, you know, someone that she's in the office with, but what are some of the other things that um, she's doing? What are her strengths? You know, what is it that, um, that she's really good at? What is it that she likes to spend her time doing? You know, it's going back to finding the power that we have and focusing on that and growing that, not what other people are doing and not focusing on, you know, what other people are doing and saying. Right. So just kind of staying in your lane and knowing like, this is what I'm good at. This is what my goals are. This is what I desire to do. And letting that just be the focus and not getting derailed by what everyone else is doing. Right. Right. And if there's things that you want to do, you know, then, then, set a goal for that, you know, and put that, take one little shift, one move that you can make, you know, to work towards your goal, but also, you know, focus at the same time, focus on what you can do right now and what your strengths are right now. And then also, you know, you can do those things at the same time, focus on your strength and then also begin to make a shift towards the goal that you want to have happen. Yeah. I always like to say that confidence is a mindset, like more than anything else. Yes. It's really just like the way you think that allows you to to feel that confidence inside yourself and like not letting yourself go to places thought wise that aren't going to support you and being the person you want to be or doing the things you want to do. And it's kind yes. of like a discipline, but. Well, and that's important too, John, because, um, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that, you know, it's like, a lot of times, like in the, the More Than Beautiful project um, that I do, I tell the, the women that I work with, you know, it's like exercising. You know, when you exercise, you don't hit your goals in a day, in a week, you know, in a month even. It is something that happens over time. And just like with confidence, you want to think of it that way. You want to keep exercising those muscles of confidence and, um, you know, building them up. So, you know, being aware of it and, um, and also, you know, just kind of substituting one thought for, you know, a better feeling thought is something too, you know, it, it, it takes, um, practice and it takes, it takes time to shift, um, you know, the, the patterns that we used to think into more healthy patterns and better ways of feeling. Yeah. I like that. And really just knowing that it is a journey, right? Because mm -hmm. you can create confidence, but sometimes it's going to get tested and sometimes it's going to get triggered. And you have to just bring yourself back to that mindset of knowing that you are enough, you are worthy, you are safe, you have what it takes, you can do this. Like, it's just kind of getting that mindset going to the point where you can believe it, even in those moments where you start to doubt. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, when people are working on confidence, other things will come up that will test them. You know, they will, they will get more um, opportunities to practice it, if you will. So, um, you know, so that's something that you want to also be aware of, you know, when you start to notice that when you start to want to be more confident, you know, more things will come up to, to practice. And so, um, so you know, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's such a journey and, you know, it, and you want to, you want to have people around you who are supportive too. So, um, you know, whether that is, 
um, a coach, whether it's someone else that's confident, you know, that is in, you know, your family or in your friends, um, so put the support in place for yourself to, um, to feel encouraged and to know, you know, you want to have someone that you can ask, like, okay, I've, you know, been working on being confident and this came up and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. So having support is key too, I think, because, um, you know, you want to have, you want to be able to talk with people that have done it before and went through some of those things, um, and can help guide you through it. Yeah. Like like-minded community. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. We have a whole bunch of questions coming in. I'm going to just go to a couple of them. So someone is asking, does it take proof or is it there before the proof is there? Now, I think what they're saying is, do you have to have evidence about your confidence or do you create it before there's evidence? Yeah, you create the confidence before there's evidence, because if you wait for evidence, you're waiting for the external um, approval of other people. So confidence is really within each of us. So you want to start to feel that inside and then, you know, it's going to exude out from you. So don't wait for um, anything outside of you to prove that you have confidence. You want to feel it within and then keep exercising that until you feel it more, until you feel it you know, on a weekly basis, until you feel it on a daily basis, until you feel it on an hourly basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole thing that people think I'll believe it when I see it, but really it's that you have to, or excuse me, when I see it, I'll believe it. And really it's that you have to believe it in order to see it. Exactly. Had that totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you meant. (laughs) Good. Cause I, I almost didn't. Um, Okay. So someone is saying, uh, let's see. How can they create confidence if they don't know what their goals are? Well, that is something that you probably want to take some time and think about. Like in the More Than Beautiful project, I have um, a module that is called the Big Picture Vision. And um, actually, if you want a book to read, any of the listeners would like a book to read that is in alignment with this way of thinking. Um, it's by, there's a book by Gay Hendricks, um, mm-hmm. G-A-Y and then Hendricks. And it's called, um, I believe it's called The Five Wishes. So this um, is a book, you know, on the premise of if you were at the end of your life, what, you know, are five things that you would have wanted to accomplish or you would have wanted to done, you know, or have or be in your life. And so, you know, it goes through like the different areas of relationships, of, you know, your work, of finances and so on. And it's just really interesting because, um, you know, this is like something that I've done for a while is, you know, I really think about like what I want to have, you know, to, towards the end of my life. And so, you know, and by thinking about that, it helps to, um, you know, by, it helps to make goals, uh, for one thing of what you want to accomplish in your life. And then it also helps to kind of work backwards to reverse engineer. And so, you know, thinking about, your goals about creating your goals, I would definitely begin with the end in mind. So thinking about what you want, you know, if, if um, you were at the end of your life, what are some of the things that you want to do? And then reverse engineer, create your goals from there. And there's a lot of power in that. And, um, and it also kind of gives you, you know, provides a compass for um, what you do in your, your daily life. So, you know, for example, like I always knew that I wanted to write a book. I mean, I knew that 15 years ago, although, you know, I didn't have a degree in journalism. I didn't have, um, you know, I, I had some experience with writing. I had some college courses in writing. I had an English minor, but I definitely wasn't set up to, um, to be an author. Um, however, you know, there were certain circumstances in my life that led me to doing that book. And so when it, when that came closer to me, um, of writing the book, you know, I began to work on my confidence on that. Cause that was something that I knew that I wanted to have as a life goal of writing a book. So, um, 
I hope that helps for that. I think that is something, you know, really interesting to, to think about. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is think about legacy, right? Like, what do you mm-hmm. want to leave behind? What would you want to know that when you're gone, this is still here and it's still out there for people to experience or do whatever it is. So like, for me, I always think that's my books and it's what I call the Feel Good Life Center, which is an online center for people who want to create a feel good life. And those are the two things I'm like, those are the things I can see myself leaving behind. And so if I know that, then it's okay, I can work backwards and know what is it that I have to do to get to that point in the future at some point, obviously, like, um, I, I don't plan on, <laughs> I don't plan on the end of my life being anytime soon, but you know what I'm saying? Right. right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's great. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. So some other questions people are asking, if we know what we want to do, how can we make it happen? So obviously that's an issue of like, so maybe they have a goal, but maybe they just don't have the confidence to go after it. Mm. I, yes. So we don't have to always know how we're going to do everything, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Say you have a goal that you want to do. We don't have to know like all of the steps. All we have to do is make one move in the direction of that goal. So we can easily get caught up thinking that we have to know, like, see all of the steps ahead of time before we actually begin. And that is the opposite way of, of how we want to think about it. We, we want to think, okay, what is one thing that I can do in the direction of my goal? So if that, you know, if that is like a a vacation to, um, you know, a, a Caribbean Island. And so you, if that's something that you want to do, then can you start looking at some of the resorts? Can you start getting some ideas on airfare? Can you pick out the times, you know, that you want to travel from? Can you put a certain amount in your savings account towards that? You know, what are, you don't have to have everything planned out and know exactly how it's going to happen because sometimes things come to us and, and, um, in, in ways that are very unexpected, so just by making those small moves, by making those shifts, by letting, you know, um, the universe know that we're ready for this, that we're ready for um, the, you know, for our goal to happen, um, then you'll see that things will start to um, work out in our favor. So it's by making the small moves, and it's by beginning, even if you're not completely ready, even if you don't know the entire path, even if you don't have it laid out for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think clarity and confidence both come from taking action. So like Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you want to do, what's the first thing you can think of in that direction and then just do that thing. And if you just do that one thing, something else will unfold, something else will reveal itself to you. And then you can do that thing and do the next thing. And it's like, actually, that's the best way to do it. See, like we trick ourselves into thinking we have to know the how. And then Mm -hmm. we get into these places where we're like, I'm going to map out every little step along the way. And like, you can do that. That's great. If that makes you feel confident and you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to map it all out. Fine. But the thing is, you don't have to do that. That's not really the most feel good way to do it. And really, if you just allow yourself to just take the first step and just allow yourself to be inspired along the way for like different actions you can take, you end up skipping over steps a lot of times where you don't even have to do what you thought you had to do to get there. Yes. 
Absolutely. And, you know, this it's interesting because that happens with um, uh, the books that I've been writing. Actually, I'm on my fourth book. Um, I'm, I'm publishing two more this year. And even with the two that I published last year, um, I didn't know how they were all going to happen. And, you know, it started by just making a couple steps in the direction um, and then other things were, you know, revealed to me along the way. Other surprises happened. Other people, you know, came to be involved. I ended up own, uh, co-owning a publishing company out of that. That was not something that I set out to do or expected. So um, by being open um, and, you know, in, in making those, those moves and the way that we want to go, I think that's key. You don't have to know everything. Right. Just have to have to at least just come up with one thing you could do. doesn't even have right. to be like, you know, it could be anything really, anything right. that would start to move you in that direction. Um, and one of my favorite authors, Mike Dooley always says, when you take one step, the universe takes 10,000. So like, yes. you know, you, you don't realize that your little baby step is actually doing way more than you can physically see with your eyes. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> All right. Someone is asking, how do we find the time to do what we want? Now, this is not really about confidence. And I would just say that finding the time is not the right mindset. And I would say the mindset you want to have is make the time. How can I make the time to do this? Right. Would you say? Absolutely. Because, um, yeah. And I can't remember what I was having a conversation with someone about something similar last week. And, um, yeah, you have to make the time. And, and personally, I pick out the things that are most important to me. And sometimes it's even, you know, doing mindset work or spending time on, on myself. And I do those first thing in the morning because I know that if, you know, I get those done, um, you know, maybe it's like a, a program that I'm working on or it could even be, you know, like exercising or something like that. But I do what I want first. And then um, I allow the, the other things to come after that. So if there's something you want to do, the time is not going to appear. You have to carve it out. Right. Yeah. And um, actually, I we had an episode a few weeks back where um, we talked about the idea of when you do that, right? When you do the stuff you actually want to do that feels really good to you, that is exciting for you. When you do that stuff first, you actually bend time where you are able to fit everything in. So the, the stuff you want to be doing and all the stuff you think you should do or need to do or whatever. It's like yes. all of that. But when you do it the other way around, it doesn't work. It doesn't mm -hmm. work when you put everything else ahead of the things you want to do and the things that are going to make you feel good. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's about feeling good. I'm right there with you, Jen, on that. Yeah. Okay. So what are some practical tools or resources that people can use to start creating more confidence for themselves? Like, do you have any that you recommend to people? Um, well, you know, it's a, it definitely like affirmations and finding ways that you want to think about um, you know, like healthy um, sentences or phrases that you can repeat, maybe put sticky notes uh, um, throughout your house, you know, or wherever you are um, to remind yourself of some of those thoughts. Um, I would also say that looking at the ways that block your confidence at the things that look in, in the way that you do this is by noticing when you feel bad, when you feel disempowered, when you feel like you lack confidence, notice what that is that's causing it. Because when you're aware of that, then you can begin to shift that thought. And it's usually like some story that is made up that is not true. So I might you know, also recognize, you know, is, is that true or not? Or is that just something that was made up um, or a belief that was handed down, you know, for, to you um, it could have even been when you were in elementary school. So, um, so notice when you are feeling bad and then you can begin to shift it. Kind of like a check-in. So yes. uh, how's my mood right now? Or, or what am I, or even in the, in the instance of like, you notice yourself comparing yourself to someone or you notice yourself feeling some doubt or that kind of thing coming up, you can kind of go, okay, what caused this? Like what, what was happening in the moment that this feeling came up for me and kind of look at what triggered it maybe, or, you know, was there a certain situation or something that you read or heard or whatever, kind of like yes. looking into it. 
Yes, that's right. And and another um, tool that I use is um, creating an avatar. So think think about who you want to be, like how you want to feel, um, what ways you want to be confident and go forth in the world that way. And, um, you know, use like use a mix of different characters, you know, maybe it's a superhero or a goddess or um, a movie character and kind of write, you know, make a, a list of what the qualities are that you want to have and create your own avatar, create your own character, you know, that's maybe a mix of two or three or four different um, people. Maybe it's even some qualities that you have that you know are your strengths. And, you know, use that, use that avatar. You can even give her a name or him a name and, you know, call upon that person when you're required to feel confident or to do something that's challenging. And, you know, you can even think of like, what would she do or how would she handle this? You know, so it's not just about coming up with all of the confidence yourself, but it's also about um, being able to know that that, you know, other people have confidence and that means that it's possible, you know, other people do hard things and that means that it's possible for me too, to do hard things, you know? So, um, setting yourself up that way, um, you know, is, is really helpful and is something that, you know, you can, you can borrow on when you need to have that extra, um, boost. Yeah. And actually adding to the avatar thing, I think sometimes if you imagine yourself as this other persona, kind of like, um, you know, I, like I have an avatar that I, I use for myself that allows me to feel more confident sometimes. And, yeah. and actually something that I wanted to do was, I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've heard of TikTok, but TikTok is like this social media site where people dance and they lip sing and like they make videos about stuff. And it was just like, I was so intimidated by it because I love dancing and I love music and like, and I wanted to make videos on there, but I was feeling like, Oh my God, this is so different than like what I normally do. And like, am I too old for this? Like this seems like something younger people do and like just all these things. And so what I did was I used my avatar actually to create an account on there first. And I started making some videos and I think I got to three videos and then I ended up starting a new account with my actual name. And now there's like a whole bunch more videos on there. So I think sometimes if you want to do something, but you're not feeling super confident, that avatar can sort of be like a mask you wear that just helps you to start doing it a little bit until you get to that place where you feel confident enough where you can take that mask off and now go Mm. do it as yourself. Wow, that's so powerful. I loved how you like borrowed the avatar, you know, until you started feeling confident and then you were able to, yeah, like you said, take the mask off and, and you know, be you. So that's so awesome and just a great way to, you know, like to, to borrow from other people, from other sources, you know, until you can feel that on your own. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes when you're stepping into something you haven't done before that's new to you, like it can be scary. And your option is don't do it or do it. And so to me, it was like, okay, well, if I do it, but I use the avatar name that I call myself, like, then at least no one knows me. No one knows who I am other than what I'm putting on this account. Right. So like, I don't have to feel like freaked out or any of that stuff. And like I said, I just did a couple of videos and then I felt like, all right, I think I got the handle of this. I think I could do it under my own name. And so like, I mean, I could have kept going and maybe I will. And actually I sort of test like certain types of videos where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable doing this video as me. I do the video as the avatar instead, which is still me. Obviously it's a video so you can see that it's me. Um, (laughs) But just for some reason, you just, it makes me feel a little bit better doing it that way. And just testing it out. Like I had one that like I did a dance in, which I had never done before. So I was like, okay, I'm doing this under the avatar and see how I feel about it. And then I, you know, felt better about it. And now I'm like, okay, I think I could. So then I actually did a dance video on my actual name as well, which was cool because that was definitely outside my comfort zone. But allowing myself to borrow that avatar kind of made a huge difference. So that was a good, good example. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. All right. Let's see. So what else did I want to ask you about confidence? There were so many things. Um, Let's see. So when people are coming up with like their affirmations or, you know, kind of just coming up with certain statements to help them feel more confident, how do you recommend someone write this statement for themselves? Like, should they just make something up or should they like test it certain ways to see if it makes them feel a certain way or... 
Um, okay, so so one way to do it is, um, so I'll give you two methods right here. Um, one way is, you know, you can do a search on affirmations. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you can do a quick Google search and find a plethora of different affirmations and then choose what feels right to you. Choose what, you know, you want to have and, you know, start with picking like two or three or five of them to focus on and, um, and go from there, you know, get used to just thinking that you can have that or be that and, you know, put it throughout your house or, you know, on your phone and your car, wherever you're going to see it and get used to thinking those thoughts. Um, another way to write affirmations is when you notice something that triggers your confidence or where you feel like you lack confidence, write that down, like write down that feeling. Like I, I feel, I don't feel confident when, you know, this is happening or, you know, I'm, I'm in this situation and then flip it to the opposite. And then you can rewrite, um, I always feel confident when I'm in this kind of situation, or I always feel confident when working on my goals. So, um, so do the opposite of what you notice um, is, is upsetting you or, or lacking confidence. Yeah. Okay. So basically try different phrases, see what feels the best to you and also use it in the moment when you notice like, Hey, I'm comparing myself right now, or, Hey, I'm not feeling that great about things right now. And I know that I, you know, should be, or could be, and then sort of kind of reach for the affirmations at that point too. Yeah. And, and if, if you're doing that, like in the moment, I would suggest even taking a little bit longer and just kind of poking around a little bit more, like what, what is it about this situation where I don't feel confident in? Like, why is this coming up? Has this been happening? Is this a pattern? You know, how can I heal this? What can I do? I mean, my preferred method of, of doing situations like that is um, to journal and to just write it out. Um, and, and so, you know, or it could be having a conversation with someone else, you know, pick someone that you can um, be accountable for with each other and have the conversation. Like, I notice I'm not feeling confident here. Like, can you help me work this out or, or talk about it? And the, and then rewrite, you know, your statement in the affirmative so that you are confident. You do have something that you can focus on and work towards and, um, and, and move in the right direction that way. Yeah. And, so if someone notices a pattern, right, they're like, oh, man, I compare myself a lot or, oh, I, I notice when this certain thing happens, I, I lack confidence or it kind of it hit, takes a hit to my confidence. What can they do to replace that pattern? So I would um, be aware of it every time it happens. Maybe you can ask someone to help you um, to talk about it, to, um, to be accountable with. Um, I would also journal about it, like keep journaling, keep going like deeper and like, why is this happening? Like, what can I do to flip it around? So you want to pretty much do the opposite of what, you know, the thing is that you're feeling a lack of confidence in, and rewrite that story, be able to, you know, create something new um, in place of it. So, you know, it's like being in a competition with yourself. So you can't be in a competition um, and, and be creating at the same time. So if you let go of that piece of being in competition with yourself about confidence, um, the way to do that is to replace it by creating something new in place of it. So when you're creating, when you're working on the new piece, you can't be feeling, um, you know, in competition with yourself at the same time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the other thing for me is like repetition, right? So like if you're creating a new story about a pattern that you have or about anything that you want to create more confidence on, it's repetition. It's are you saying this every day? Are you writing it every day? Or are you giving yourself time every day to listen to yourself? Like like what always helped me was actually um, doing a recording of all the affirmations. So like I'll read them out loud into the recording and then I'll just listen to it. Like when I wake up in the morning and it just is kind of like a good time to start your day, you kind of get this subconscious programming going. And it really helps to kind of just reiterate, like if you're doing it every day, it creates a new pattern automatically. 
Yes. Yes. And that's why I compare a lot of times I compare confidence to exercising or working out or eating healthy because, you know, that's something you have to do on a daily basis um, or, you know, at least several times a week. So we want to think of confidence as the same same thing as is, you know, as exercising that muscle. It's a muscle that has to, um, you know, be be worked out um, on a regular basis. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's see. Other questions. Um, would they not see you in the thing or was it your avatar dance? Oh, okay. This is a question for me. Um, yeah. So if you want to check out my TikTok, good yeah. word, um, my handle, well, my avatar handle, <laughs> my, yeah, my av- avatar handle. So if you go to it, I'm using the name of my avatar, but like I'm, I'm, it's my own, it's myself. So like the picture is me, the videos are me. There's no like avatar dancing or anything like that. It's actually me. Um, it's just my name, quote unquote, that I use for my private avatar. It's like the, like she was talking about having this version of yourself that's more confident. That's sort of like the, the, the more confident version of yourself that you see yourself as. So mm-hmm. mine is called Jenny Fierce. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's wow. the name of mine. Um, so if you go to TikTok and you type in Jenny Fierce, uh, that account will come up with the three videos. If you want to see my actual TikTok that doesn't have more, that has more than three videos, at the Feel Good Life Coach. So for anyone who's on TikTok and wants to see me dancing or you know talking about feel good stuff. That's the place to go. Um, and I use those videos other places too. So um, it's it's kind of fun. I think if you creating confidence wise, like it's fun. If you do something that you enjoy, that helps you to feel more confident. Like me, I love dancing. I love making videos. So even though it was different than what I'm used to, it was kind of a fun way for me to push my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. And you know what, that just reminded me of something because I think it's, um, it's important to feel good too. And a lot of times when we start doing something that's new, it feels uncomfortable and so, like, this is something that I always tell people, you know, to to notice if it's feeling uncomfortable because it's not right or it's feeling uncomfortable because it's new. So, um, you know, like, that's, that's kind of huge because sometimes people will stop doing things because it feels uncomfortable. But yet it's, it's just, you know, like, so does exercising in the beginning. You know, you stretch your muscles a little bit, you know, maybe pull muscles or, or something like that when you're starting a new routine, but it doesn't mean that that's bad for you. Right. It just means that you're not, you're not used to it. And so as you do it more and more, you know, it's going to, you're not going to have that same discomfort as in the beginning, but it doesn't mean to stop. It just means to, you know, um, if you know that it's, it's on your, your list of things that you want to do and how you want to feel, then keep working at it and keep, um, moving in that direction. Yeah. And just, I think always cut, always approach it from a feel good place. Like even with anything with exercise or whatever, it's like, are you forcing yourself to do something? Cause you think you have to, like I used to force myself to run on the treadmill, which I absolutely mm. despise for the most yeah. part, because yes. I would think that's the only way you can like burn fat is like to run. And And then I realized like, wait, but that's not fun for me and I don't enjoy it. So I started doing yoga and that actually made a huge difference in my body and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I did the thing that felt really good to me. And even though it it didn't like logically make sense to me, yoga is going to help me burn fat. Like it did. Mm -hmm. And of course I was still doing a little bit of other stuff too, but like the whole point was that you don't have to do something that doesn't feel good to you because you think it's going to get you the result that you want. Right. Right. And noticing that, you know, noticing that is huge. Yeah. The awareness piece. All right. So this is amazing. We are at the end of our show. So I would love for you to just tell everybody a little bit more about the More Than Beautiful Project, where people can find you online or anything else you want to kind of leave them with. Yes. Um, so I, people can find me online. Um, my website is www.alisadivine.com. And that's A-L-I-S-A-D-I-V-I-N-E. Com, or they can find me on Facebook at Elisa Divine. And um, I have the More Than Beautiful Project. We are towards the end of our, um, our session. Um, and so I will have another one beginning in June. And it's six weeks. We work on six different areas of mindset, confidence, um, self-image, uh, relationships, um, 
We also work on overcoming and the big picture vision that I mentioned. So um, it's uh, just, you know, a, a, a great way to really kind of get in more tune with what you want to do, how you want to feel, um, and, and who you are. And it's also a great way to help, um, you know, for those people that have daughters or have kids, um, it's a great way to kind of also learn how to talk with them about these issues as well, because, um, we want to be able to pass, you know, these things on to our kids or the younger people in our lives, um, you know, to just help to set them up for success. So that's, that's, what I do and why I do it. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. And can you hear my dog growling in the background? Oh, no, <laughs> he was about to do a full on bark. Somehow I stopped it. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the joys of live radio. <laughs> well, that's so. talented if you could stop him. <laughs> I don't know how I did. I just sort of put my hand over his mouth and prayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes. All right. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you back on the show and to get to talk to you again. This is just such a fun topic. And I love everything you had to say about it. And I think you're absolutely amazing. So thank you for being here. Jen, So thanks so much for having me. And it's always a pleasure to get to talk with you. I know we're on the same page for a lot of this. So I I know that you get it. And it's fun to go back and forth with you on um, these issues. So thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys. So that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern for the new episode of The Feel Good Life on W4WN Radio. And until next time, remember, feeling good is the point and the path. Thank you so much for listening to The Feel Good Life, airing every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern on W4WN Radio. To listen live, download the W4WN radio app or go to W4WN.com and click on Listen Live. This show is also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and to find out more about Jennifer Blanchard, her books, workshops, and coaching services, be sure to go to JenniferBlanchard.net.